Welcome to the Office Space Podcast, where we discuss relevant topics that are affecting occupiers of office space. I'm your host, Dougal Jeppe with Colliers International, and today our guest is Kayla Crooks, the Director of U.S. Operations for Wix, which is the leader in website design. Most people would know them uh, through their main website, Wix.com, along with its headquarters in other offices in Israel. Wix also has offices in Brazil, Canada, Germany, India, Ireland, Lithuania, the U.S., of course, and Ukraine. Kayla, welcome to the program. Thanks, Dougal. It's great to be here. So you are Director of U.S. Operations for Wix. Uh, Tell us a little something about yourself, um, your background, how long you've been there, and also if you could just describe uh, the business. Sure. Um, I've been with Wix for about three and a half years. I started in San Francisco as the operations manager for the San Francisco office. Um, In my first year there, we decided to start expanding much more with the Miami office and an acquisition of DeviantArt in LA, as well as expansions in New York. And I took the time to really take on extra projects while I was working there and taking on extra sites and Within a year, I became the director of U.S. operations, and um, it's been a really, really fun journey. And right now, even where during this time, which is crazy, uh, and most companies are slowing down, we're ramping up and opening a new site in Denver, which we're hiring, by the way. Um, And uh, we've had a really, you know, amazing growth period since I've been here. I think when I started, our stock was at around $40 and right now it's at around 280. Um, So it's just been an amazing journey. Uh, A little bit about my background. I went to undergrad at SF State for fine arts and photography. And like most operations people, uh, that has nothing to do with how I got into operations. We (laughs) usually just kind of fall into it. Um, And when I got out of school, I've been working since I was about 15. So that's also been a fun journey. Um, When I got out of school, I decided to work for Virgin America, which couldn't even fly yet at the time. And it was really awesome. I'd always wanted to work for an airline, but I had also wanted to have stability in working for an airline. And they were based out of Burlingame, which is very close to San Francisco. So I knew that starting at the airport, I could have a future working at the HQ. And um, I was able to do that within about six months uh, from being a gate agent and a ticket agent. And I made my way into being a call center supervisor for pre-flight issues, which let me tell you is fun. I've been called every name under the sun. Um, (laughs) I have built quite a thick skin because of that position. I did that for about two years and then I became an executive assistant to our VP of airports and guest services, who a little after I started working with him, decided to move down to Blizzard Entertainment. And about a month after he went down there, he asked me, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, do you happen to know anyone uh, that might want to be my EA? And I was able to take that position and um, that gave me the opportunity to really build up my skill set in operations and gave me another opportunity when I met Itzik Ben-Bassat, who was our VP of global production, I believe. Global publishing is what it was. That's what they called it. And uh, we acquired a company in San Francisco, which gave me the opportunity to come back 
to San Francisco. Uh, he came in and said, hey, if this goes through, do you want to run the SF office? And I said, yes, please sign me up. Get me back there. I hate Orange County and lost all negotiation <laughs> power in the process. Um, but it was well worth it. And it got me back to San Francisco. And I ran that office for about three years. Um, everything from the build out, finishes, fixtures, furnishings. I turned conference rooms into caves. I painted murals. My literal blood, sweat, and tears are in that office. But unfortunately, they decided to shut it down after about three years. And um, with my severance, I had about three months to really take my time and figure out where I wanted to be and what type of organization I wanted to work for. And then uh, I ran into Wix. And it's been happily ever after ever since. So thanks for the background. So what's a typical day for you now? Um, now it's really weird because as you know, operations is very much hands-on in office. Um, however, with the COVID situation, we've taken, even though we've lost some of our normal duties, we've taken on a lot of new ones. Um, right now, typical day is I roll out of bed, I walk my dog and then I sit down on the computer. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, we are working really hard to figure out the best way to make employee engagement virtual. Um, whereas we would have happy hours and fun events and things like that, where our hands are really tied with, you know, creating content for people and making things fun still because working from home at first, you know, it's, it's very it's great. You know, you get to stay at home. You don't have to commute everything like that, but we're past the honeymoon phase right now, I believe. And um, it's getting more difficult and people are starting to get to that point where they're getting a little cagey and they want to get back to the office. They want to see their coworkers. Um, they want to have a beer and play ping pong with their friends. Um, so we have to come up with really creative solutions to engage people like doing virtual bingo. Um, and when people win prizes, we send them directly to their house. Um, so a lot of things like that we're working on. And then there's also just the the not so sexy stuff, which is, you know, making sure that the mail gets picked up. Someone from my team or I go into the office at least once a week um, to get the mail, make sure the place hasn't burnt down, basically. Um, do any maintenance work that needs to be done. We're taking the time um, that we have with people out of the office right now, actually, to really uh, do some work that we normally wouldn't have to like renovations, um, updating murals, things like that. And we're saving money because we don't have to do it in off hours, which is great. And what, um, what, what is the back to work plan? Uh, what percentage of people are you going to bring back and when? So we're working on a phase plan. We had it pretty much fleshed out and then all these spikes started happening across the country. So, it's being pushed back. We have no definite dates yet. Um, but what we plan to do is a phase reentry. And of course, this is dependent on, you know, the location. For example, we have an office in San Francisco. We have an office in Miami. Miami's guidelines are much different than San Francisco's. So, but our main goal is keeping our employees safe. And we've been very successful with the work from home model. So we aren't rushing it. We really want to make sure that we have all our ducks in a row and keeping all our employees safe and happy and um, only bring people back when 
we can and we feel comfortable with that and our employees feel comfortable with it as well. Of course. And are you implementing any sort of capital, you know, projects to reorient, you know, the furniture systems or reorganize the space? You said Denver, is the Denver space built out already or is that still being built out? No. So actually we're going to start with a WeWork model until we pinpoint our long-term growth goals so we can build out a permanent location. So again, this gives us the luxury to really feel out when we want to start that lease and also, you know, um, be able to ramp up in a proper way without overwhelming our trainers and the rest of the staff. Yeah. Um, I've been to that. Well, there's a few, but I've been to the one at Tabor center in Denver. It's got some great views. Um, but the, you know, the WeWork model and or any kind of co-working model does have its challenges with, uh, with health. Right. So mm-hmm. are you relying on that provider to give you the guidance or are you giving your employees guidance for how to interact? What are you doing there? There's a lot of common area of space, right? Yeah. So luckily the space we're looking at, we would have the entire floor. So we wouldn't have to worry about um, other WeWorkers or anything like that. And uh, we would be utilizing the services provided by WeWork. We might even bring in additional cleaning staff um, just to be on the safe side. Uh, We wouldn't mind doing that. Um, But yeah, I I think by us having the entire floor, it really helps us out. Um, It lets us implement whatever strategies we want to, to make sure that things are clean and safe. Right. And uh, do you do you envision a future, you know, when and if you end up doing, you know, something more permanent, if you will, or longer term in a market like Denver, would you foresee that being in, a, you know, glass and steel, multi-tenant, you know, tall building? Or do you see with COVID any kind of changes in terms of vertical transportation and the kind of space you might go to? So one of the things that Wix always looks for when we're looking for locations for offices is we don't like high rises. Um, So that kind of works out for us. We generally try and locate in buildings that are under 10 stories. Um, So the vertical traffic wouldn't be that drastic. Um, But we look for newer construction. Unless we can get, I've been looking at some options in Denver for our longer term goals just to sort of feel out the market. And there is an opportunity to have a whole building depending on how large we get in Denver, which is going to be most likely our largest location in the United States, which is very exciting. Um, So things like that might might outweigh, you know, splitting across two floors in a 10 story building. Right. And a market like Denver, was that something you were drawn to for the talent? Was it the cost? What, what drew you to Denver? I think a little bit of both. You know, Denver is a beautiful city and there's definitely the talent we need there. And uh, it's definitely a lower cost than, say, San Francisco for a call center. Um, <clears throat> so I think Denver is also very much up and coming as far as tech is concerned. And it sounds kind of bad, but with COVID, we're really getting a good opportunity in pricing on real estate because not a lot of people are looking for space right now. So we have the luxury of growing in a time when a lot of people aren't. Right. It's nice to be, uh, to have, uh, you know, decent cash flow and 
some uh, some good credit and all those good things all works in your favor as the market you know continues to kind of deteriorate um, in a market like San Francisco where you know you guys have you know sizable presence what do you see the future of San Francisco for tech talent and building and things like that you know San Francisco is in a really interesting position right now because with all of this work from home traffic we ha- are seeing a little bit of a mass exodus um, a lot of people are thinking, well, if I'm going to be working from home, why am I paying rent to be in San Francisco? So they're moving to the suburbs or even further. Um, in fact, rent prices just went down for the first time in years in San Francisco, which is kind of crazy considering um, the market has only been going up since who knows um, <laughs> before I was here. That's for right. sure. Right. Um, but yeah, I think, think tech will continue to grow here i think it's definitely going to be a hub but i also feel like there's going to be trends in more not necessarily rural locations but um less dense cities uh i think we're going to probably see startups in more locations that are like austin denver um things like that yeah i I tend to agree with you um although you know it's funny you know, I talk a lot about Salt Lake City and, and we have a sizable office there and they're promoting the fact that all these great things are happening there. But, you know, it's the same. Eventually, the same thing will happen to a Salt Lake where mm-hmm. like, a, like a Boulder, Colorado, uh, where I went to school undergrad. Great, great city. Lots of great talent. But, you know, you have a confined area where you can build and it's super mm-hmm. expensive. And eventually everything kind of has to go outside and maybe becomes less desirable. So the soup of the day may not be, um, you know, as attractive as all these people rush to these area, but I, I totally agree. Those are the areas that seem to be getting a lot of traction right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, tactically have, have you approached your landlords about any sort of rent relief or deferment? And have you had any success on that? We actually haven't. Um <clears throat> I think uh, we're, again, in a good position that we know Wix is very, very big on office culture. Um, We're a very familial company, and we know that we will be going back to the office. Again, when is a big question mark, but uh, we haven't really had that conversation yet. Um, I don't know if we will be having any of those conversations because we do have hopes to just get back as soon as possible. Good. Um, and last question here, Kayla, how do you envision the future of work if we're looking at, you know, beyond just this, the rest of this year, um, moving forward, what sort of things do you think are going to stick that are happening right now that people are concerned about? And what things do you think are, um, you know, not? I think interaction within the office is going to change a lot due to this pandemic. I think um, cleaning schedules are going to change a lot. I don't think... Um, anything is going to change as far as, um, you know, having people, well, no, I should say, yes, things are going to change as far as having people in the office. I think you'll see more people getting the option to work from home, um, at least some of the week, if not permanently, depending on their role. Um, I think you're going to see offices structured differently with more space, whereas normally, and Wix is included in this, we would aim for density, high density, um, cram as many desks as we can. 
into a location. And now I think we're going to try and you're going to see a lot more office layouts with breathing room and not your typical rows of benching. Um, I think there's going to be much more of a focus on tracking as well and wearables. I think um, contact tracing is very, very important. And I think we're going to see a lot of technology around that moving forward. Right. We met, uh, we met through that Robin software um, call and I imagine you've got a lot of tools that you're thinking about um, as part of your reentry, right? Yeah, definitely. We're, we're potentially going to utilize a Wix tool um, in Tel Aviv. They did, used Wix bookings to book desks. Um, which we might end up using that if we can segment it out as, um, as needed. Uh, but we've also been in a trial with a software called Office Space, which allows for desk booking, room booking, um, as well as maintaining desk moves and, and a lot of other really great um, options to just manage space. Um, but yeah, we're always looking for more technology. We're trying to upgrade things and less manual, more automated. Well, congrats on the growth. Um, congrats on your you know, personal development. And it sounds like uh, you're in a good place there at Wix. I hope you got stock options at 40 and it continues to climb past, <laughs> past 280. Um, and uh, I, uh, yeah, I wish you guys a continued, uh, continued success. Thank you so much, Dougal. I appreciate it. Okay. Have a great weekend, Kayla. You too.